Yes, my dad made this for me. It's like my favorite thing that my dad's ever given me. Cool. Which is a very short list. <laughs> Enemies to lovers. Hey, welcome to Enemies to Lovers. We're Alex. And Shay. Two former college roommates who went from enemies to lovers. This podcast explores dating, polyamory, and ethical non-monogamy. Disclaimer, this is not an educational podcast. We will cover our personal experiences, and we will provide resources to our viewers at the end. Enemies to lovers. Alex from the future here. If you couldn't tell, that was not Alex and Shay speaking. That was our lovely guests for this podcast, Alec and Marcella. Just a reminder, if you have not listened to episode four yet, this is the part two of the Alec and Marcella guest interview. So it give you a little bit more context if you go back and listen to part one in episode four first before jumping into this one. Um, so we're going to be talking to Alec and Marcella, our guests, learning about their hyper-religious upbringing in the Seventh-day Adventist church, how they went to school, high school, university in that world, and then stepped out of the bubble in recent years. And I mean, they're on a polyamory podcast, so clearly they're a little bit more open-minded now. And their story is really fascinating. They came to us with open hearts, open minds. We had some really good conversations, so I hope you like it and... Stay tuned to see if they're considering an open relationship. Let's jump into it. Enemies to lovers. Does your mom fear for your ever ever living soul? Uh, she is not religious, so no. Mm. Eastern is she European. A, is yeah, she a what kind of religion? Uh, Christian. What, what kind? Methodist. Okay. So Seventh-day Adventists are similar to Methodists in a lot of ways, really? apparently from what I've heard. Um, and if we had picked a different name, we would have called ourselves Seventh-day Methodists, but we didn't think that differentiated us quite enough. Seventh-day Adventists, I was raised very heavy into it, kindergarten through undergrad. And then I got out of undergrad and for the first time in my life ever was introduced properly to what the theory of evolution was. Like after law school, I learned about evolution and I was like, Oh my God, so many questions answered. Like, oh, well, if we come from monkeys, how come there's still monkeys? Was legitimately an argument that I made in law school. <laughs> and then I like learned more and like now I'm having to reevaluate everything that I believe about everything because so much is bathwater and so little is baby. I got out of law school seven years ago. So my journey has been a while. Yeah. I'm not. I feel like, like part of it is yeah. also just kind of figuring out like who you are and what you believe. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's so much of it that's just kind of, I don't want to say debunked, but like debunked. when you, yeah, like when you are raised in like an extremely conservative household mm-hmm. where like there are very rigid rules. Like, as a teenager, I mean, you're going to push your boundaries. You know what I mean? But then, like, going to Adventist universities, going to Adventist high schools, going to, you know what I mean? And then experiencing the real world. You're like, Mm. wow, these are adults with each other. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I went to one year of public university outside of everything up to college. Mm -hmm. I went to one year at a public university Mm -hmm. and then like got dumped into the real world to work because, like, you're not going to work in a religious institution for the rest of your life. You might. But the chances of that happening are mm. slim. And I so then you start <laughs> interacting with people that have had vastly different experiences than yeah. you do. And you're like, wow, okay. Like what? You drink like, alcohol often? And they're like, 
what? Well, it's just a totally different belief <laughs> yeah. system and people are so, mo- so much more open and accepting of so many other things yeah. that like a lot yeah. of people you know in your community are mm-hmm. not. And it's just, I don't know, it gives you a very different perspective. I remember growing up, the majority of my childhood being worried that if I met a Catholic person, it would be like an argument or a fight and they wouldn't mm-hmm. accept me because of the way that I had been taught about mm-hmm. Catholics. That's wow. so funny. And it was like, no, just don't be a total dick. Yeah. And like, you're yeah. going to be fine. And that's legitimately like that blew my mind when mm-hmm. I learned that. Cause I was like, Oh, if I meet a Catholic, like, mm-hmm. we're going to have to fight about Saturday versus <laughs> Sunday being holy days. And like, I'm prepared for that fight. Like I'm going to die for Jesus. And it was like, oh, <laughs> You're like, like, I went to law school to fight for Jesus. <laughs> but no, like I grew up in like you, like preppers are a thing, right? Like preppers right. and preppers? like preppers. Like the I'm preparing like, for the end of the world. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of food and like hiding. Yeah. I was and, thinking a different kind of prepper. That's funny. Oh my God. Prep for like anal. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's You're solid. like, wait, why? I really what? am ungodly. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So bringing it back to Christians. This whole conversation changes. <laughs> bring it back to God. Yeah. yeah. But no, like I was raised to believe that as like the remnant church, we were going to be horribly oppressed and that we would be hunted down. And so we had to eventually live in like caves. And it was really important for us to learn how to. And this is not necessarily your experience, but for no, me, it was I mean, like, I heard you're going to have to learn how to farm and we're going to have to learn how to make our own clothes and stuff because when they come for us, they're going to come. And it was like, this was like, I'm like a These kid. These are useful skills to have. They're useful skills. They are. And I'm but. grateful that I learned how to do these things. But like, we have our own version of path of, of uh, the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts that is specifically really? designed. So, did you grow up in the same like same religion? Yeah. Oh yeah. How did you guys meet? What is how your you relationship? Story? You met in college, right? Yeah, we did. So, how did you figure out you were from the same religious background? Well, we, it, it was, was a religious, religious college. Oh, like uh, Adventist. yeah. We Everyone there was Adventist. We met in like, Why would city. you go here? Are those big churches? Like some so, of them. Worldwide speaking, it's it's a decent size, but like it's not as big as like Catholic. It's not nowhere near it's as big as Catholicism. It's not necessarily like the mega churches that you, okay, okay. you know what I mean, where there's church. like thousands and thousands. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. For like you'll have some big churches. Are you? Do you come from any kind of religion? Uh, I grew up in the Bible Belt. Yeah, but, but like, like your parents, my parents aren't religious. Yeah. I am ethnically Jewish, but religious. Like a lot of former Soviets just aren't religious so. so are a lot of jewish people <laughs> yeah, not true. religious yeah. yeah a lot of jewish atheists yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. there's the cultural and the religious so it's wild separate. to me even when mark and i started dating it was wild to me because he had not the same exact but a lot of similar beliefs of this is just how people are you know the little bubble of methodist christianity you know and then he kind of getting to know me realized oh not everyone thinks that everyone has to be this way. Yeah. He actually, yeah. he has cousins, he has an uncle that's a pastor and his cousins, um, the first time they met me, they were like, we've never met a Jewish person before. And they had so many questions for me because they were just like, what's it like? And I'm Can like, I, I, I just hair? exist. Did you ever yeah. see the movie Blast yeah. from the Past? Mm-mm. Brendan Fraser is living in a nuclear, like a Holocaust, like a nuclear Holocaust bunker. And he had never seen anyone but like his mom and his dad. And he comes out to the surface to get like, reef stock on supplies or whatever and he walks outside and the first person one of the first persons he sees is a lady who's delivering mail and he walks up and goes oh my lucky stars and that's kind of how it feels sometimes when you leave the bubble where you're like did you see that that's a turban oh Oh my god God. yeah yeah i imagine that's how it was for you like a jew and you're like 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I grew up in the Bible Belt. I grew up in Alabama, but I wasn't like close with anyone super Christian growing up. So that was like my first. His family was my first time interacting with someone that was like, "How? How do oh, you yeah. exist? Is she circumcised?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So uh, you you had mentioned uh, a term that I didn't hear is like fluid something. Mm. What's that? Fluid bonding. Yeah. So. We talked about veto. We talked about couples privilege. Another thing that a lot of people discuss when you're first getting to know a partner and also with whoever your partners already are is what are your boundaries in terms of when you get physical mm-hmm. fluid bonding is when you like don't use protection and you know, can my saliva touch certain body parts? Can your other liquids touch my body parts? You know, I mean, it's, it's what it is. Um, and some people are uncomfortable with certain things. Like for, for some people, their boundary is if you hook up with anyone other than me or whatever, you have to use a condom, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, Hey, we have to use gloves if we're fingering someone because you don't, that's fluid. Interesting. Uh, you know, As in you don't want their fluid on, you. on your hand or what? Yeah. Because that's another form of intimacy. What am I going to mm-hmm. like smell a glove afterwards like that? I don't know. But yeah, no, it, it really depends person to person. But fluid bonding is just another conversation to have, essentially, like before you get physical with anyone. Yeah. In terms of, and also just STI, STDs, whatever they're called nowadays. They were STDs when I was growing up. Um, like, have STIs you been tested? Now? Yeah. Ha- have you been okay. tested recently? Can we get tested together? You know, whenever mm-hmm, you have a new partner. Mm-hmm. If you have, I had a scare recently where I had a partner that I hooked up with and he had some kind of symptoms happening and he went to a doctor and um, it wasn't an STD, but it was like something going mm-hmm, on. And he mm-hmm. was like, I just wanted to call you and let you know. And it was the most respectful, honest conversation ever. I mean, he's in the kinky and polyam communities. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't expect anything else. And, you know, I talked to Mark about it. We all got tested, everything. Like, it's just about communicating, honestly. Alex from the future here just wanted to chip in and say that hookup I was talking about, we're actually going to have him on in a future episode coming up pretty soon so stay tuned for the episode where we have steve and he's going to talk about being married having kids being poly and we're also going to address the std scare dun 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 back to the episode have you heard of the safer sex elevator speech nope okay this is something that i i was listening to a podcast and i thought it was really valuable in terms of communication and i would love to educate if i can please um so the idea of an elevator speech, this guy who was a sexologist kind of person was talking about how the conversations about sex can sometimes be really uncomfortable. I'm not sure how it is in the poly community. I'm assuming that it's a little bit more relaxed. There's a elevator speech and there's a thing called uh, Safe for Sex Elevator Speech. Its uh, acronym is long. It's pleasure. P stands for pause for presence, power dynamics, and permission. Can they say yes or no freely? And if if they can, then ask for permission to speak. Uh, L, the first one was last time tested. So you'd be communicating, hey, this is the last time I was tested for anything. And if there was anything that they need to be aware of. Uh, essentials about me is the E. Uh, share whether, like, here's how to win with me info. You want them to know, like, pronouns, words not to use, relationship agreements, etc. A, address your safer sex needs. Um, share with your your safe text protocol, safe words, and whatever needs you have to help address your emotional, spiritual, and physical health. S, since my last test, so letting them know since you were tested the last time what your experiences have been um, and that what could affect future STI results. You usually like, so things that you're into for the most part, things you like often, uh, not necessarily things that have to happen, but they're things that you usually enjoy. R, rather not, 
So things that you don't enjoy or activities or body parts that are off the menu for today. And then inquire, which is to invite them to ask about themselves. I like that. Yeah, I mean, the thing okay. about that is that's basically exactly how polyam and kinky people communicate. Cool. <laughs> right. It's just tell everything, honestly, that is necessary for certain things to happen. Gotcha. Whatever that means to you. Basically what you said, but it, it's, I think, a little more... And you just lead with that more. Yeah, it's more community. like you just dump it. Out. It's just it is. This is how we do it. Like, it's not just, weird or just trauma dump immediately. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Okay, well, we don't have to include that, but I thought it was valuable. No, yeah, I like yes, that. That was like good. That. I I think a lot of times people that are not non-monogamous might experience or like hear about certain ways that we act or ways that we go about just dating and they're like, and they're well, like gonna this is wild yeah and then it's just yeah. like this is just normal like you, everyone yeah. should do this even in monogamy everyone five yeah. years ago this com- this conversation we're having right now would have been very different yeah because i don't know that i would i mean i would have been probably like let me talk about my dick and it, <laughs> it would have been a lot less you know collaborative and me being comfortable with stuff and i don't know i mean five years ago i don't know that you'd be here with me in this podcast that could be wrong but i'd like to think i'd be open to it you yeah. know to like learning and just kind of picking up on it's wild to me and- knowing now where you both came from because that is not the people i see in front of me today oh yeah no <laughs> i mean it, it's definitely been in future like, individually pastor. a journey <laughs> collectively a journey yeah turn lawyer turn um, just crazy you know just making sure that we're staying open and that's awesome. Honestly, everyone should yeah. do that. Even yeah. if, even if you don't want to live whatever life, lifestyle, at least be open to learning and being okay mm-hmm. with people who do. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's never bad to educate yourself. Yeah. And to just know more about it. Just so you know what other people's like do's and don'ts are. Yeah. You know, exactly. just to not offend other people in their space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And also yeah. doing it in a way that's not like going to the zoo. Yeah. You know? Gawking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Are Those are the gays. Yeah. Right? Or even like short, like to put it in super conservative Christian terms, like short term mission trips where a lot of times you end up having that. Mm. Uh, we spent time with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have pictures with the kids <laughs> in Ecuador. I've yeah. been yep. to a gay bar. And you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And. Mm. The music was good. The drinks were incredible, but it's not my vibe. You're like, come on. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I have a black friend. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, man. Seriously. Much to the chagrin <laughs> of many a family member. I know. <laughs> I don't know your family. So. My mom's wild. My family's my mother, my dead dad, and everyone in Ukraine that's dealing with war right now. Yes. So. They got other Ooh. shit to deal with. They don't give with. a shit. They're like she's she's they them now. They okay. They are. Well, can they send me some ammo? <laughs> <laughs> can I get a green card? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Can I get citizenship? Thanks. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So one thing podcast God just brought up over here is we were talking about cheating earlier and fluid bonding. Fluid bonding. If you don't do it with other people if that's a boundary you have with your partner and they fluid bond with someone meaning maybe they don't use protection or whatever it is mm-hmm. um that is a type of cheating so going back to the idea that cheating can happen and does exist in polyamory it really is just any type of breaking of boundaries which can be anything it doesn't necessarily have to be sex or whatever just any boundary that you've set where you you aren't comfortable with your partner doing this and then they do it anyways that is 
that is a type of cheating. And that, yeah, yeah. I've spoken about this yeah. beforehand. Exactly, yeah. If Which, they break a boundary that you did not set beforehand. When the first time I slept over with a guy that wasn't Mark, like had an overnight, um, not just sex, not just physical, but like actually spent the night, slept together. Um, Mark actually didn't love that afterwards. When we talked about it, we actually got into a bit of a fight in a Best Buy. <laughs> shout out Best Buy. <laughs> we walk around Best trying Buy. to buy a TV. Brought to you by <laughs> <Mark's> like, <laughs> our great sponsors over at Best Buy. We're sorry <laughs> for ruining the vibes that one time. <laughs> <laughs> we really truly are. Um, but no, and it was something I didn't think was a big deal because obviously we were already hooking up with other people. So I was like, that's not that far off. And I mentioned that I had slept over and or wanted to i don't remember if i did or if it was just a conversation at the time and mark was not happy about it and he said you know that i'm not comfortable with that that's a whole other type of intimacy Mm -hmm. which to me didn't really seem that way but to him he said well sex is one thing but if you're sleeping next to someone and Mm -hmm. spending the night next to someone other than me Mm -hmm. like that's a whole other Mm -hmm. way to bond and so again it wasn't cheating at the time, but knowing going forward that he was uncomfortable with that, if I were to do it again, that's it cheating. Be. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. now yeah. we've had the conversation yeah. and he told me he doesn't like that. Yeah. We've actually since talked about it more and we're okay with it now. But okay. it took some communicating and figuring out where those feelings were coming from and everything. Yeah. That's, um, that's also something that like I will consider when I'm dating as like a single person. Mm-hmm. Is if I'm talking to someone who already has a partner. Just sort of be like, hey, or like overnights on the table, holidays, vacations, vacations. I didn't think about that. Would we ever merge finances? Mm -hmm. Like, what are your plans for like living together? Like, not necessarily like, oh, this is gonna happen with me and you, but like Mm -hmm. hypothetically, could this happen with you? Anybody? Yeah. 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 Can I just say, hearing this, it sounds like you have more open and honest and forthright and important conversations about who your partner is going to be than a lot of my friends have had about their spouse. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, how do you feel about mixed finances? And that's not a question. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that we were going to have the same bank account. Mm-hmm. They did like, not have that. Kids. Yeah. Because yeah. like, and Polly, you don't need to have kids necessarily with like your primary partner. Yeah. Or, or at like, all. Or at all. I mean, there's this thing called the relationship escalator. Have you heard of this at all? Mm -mm. No. So in the mainstream world, in monogamy, the relationship escalator is what most people strive to do, right? Like You you, get official, you move in together, you get engaged, you get married, married, get a house, have kids, white picket fence, you know. So the bases, but just for Exactly, the relationship bases. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Whereas with polyamory, there's no such thing. Podcast God wants me to say. <laughs> he said it's a, the relationship escalator because it's constantly moving and you can't control it. This is just where it's going to go yeah. eventually yeah. with whoever you're serious with, right? Um, whereas with polyamory, part of breaking down all of society's rules and just living how you want to live is there is no relationship escalator. You can take those steps if you want to with anyone or you can choose to just say, hey, I'm happy in the moment. I don't have to live with anyone or I don't have to have kids with anyone. I don't have I to don't get want married. To finances. Right. You. I just want to be my own person and be happy with the people I'm seeing. And it may last forever or it may be a couple of years or whatever. And that's okay. Just- or you might be on like different points of the relationship escalator with different partners. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. you yeah. could get married and then maybe be like, oh, I want to like have kids with this person. Right. Or I could whatever. have kids with someone else. Like maybe Mark doesn't want kids, but someone else does. 
okay, sure. Let's talk about if this is possible. Maybe we can make this happen. Maybe we can all live together. That happens too, you know? So it's a yeah. relationship staircase in a it's building like a staircase. You're filled with staircases. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not on <laughs> those steps, but I want to be. It's a relationship yeah. maze. It but is that makes Hogwarts sound- constantly. Just moving staircases. Moving staircases. Oh yeah, Hogwarts. You got to know that. You got to know the past. But like less transphobic. Yes, definitely. Jesus. We do not support J.K. Rowling. Well, did you have we've we've asked a lot of questions. Thank you so much for <laughs> for opening yourselves yeah, up in your home in this too. wonderful wonderful um, space. So, did you have any questions for us? Maybe. <laughs> Fuck. What did you say? <laughs> Where, Where are you at in your like? monogamy possibly transitioning to like EM. yeah where are you at in your relationship what are your thoughts on everything you've he has thoughts hold on we need to figure this out ninja has thoughts ninja it's like these people have just been sitting for hours right (laughs) is everything am i gonna get rocks am i like am i going to a home (laughs) (laughs) rocks is like this is the best day (laughs) finally everyone's on my wavelength we're not at a park. No one's throwing a ball or any bullshit like that. We're just, we are vibing right now. Tokyo Valentino sent me a happy birthday text message. Oh, shit. Ooh. You do have vibrators. That's nice. Did you, okay. did you, you think that I was joking? I mean. I'm getting text messages from Tokyo Valentino. You are. You're on texting. To be fair, we did just talk about how religious you were for years. For the last three hours. Anyways. Yeah. So... To wrap up, where are you guys at in your relationship? How do you feel about polyamory? Roxy. 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 Roxy, Hi, baby. Roxy, baby. She's like, like, this is future Alex here. We kept rambling on about cats and dogs and sex toys for way too long to admit. So I'm going to fast forward to where we're actually making a little bit more cohesive sense. So where are you guys at in your relationship? How do you feel about everything we just said? Any last thoughts? And what will you take from this moving forward, whether or not you want to explore polyamory? To answer your question about where we are, Marcella has a few words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, we've, Alec and I have been in a relationship for a really long time. So we're um, going on seven years this go around. We've, we've dated before in in college, and uh, you know we love each other and we're committed to each other. Um, I can't say that we wouldn't be open to exploring it, but I think I'd be curious to know, like, I don't know, like it seems like there needs to be like a level of trust and security and commitment there before anybody could really invite other opportunity into that relationship. If you're going in with the expectation that like your main relationship. Um, would survive that, mm-hmm. you know? So my question to you would be, what would be your suggestion to any couple or any person who's interested in dipping their toes into something different, whether that be yeah. ENM or polyam or whatever that is? Um, what would be like a recommendation? Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see what you say as a single person what I say is a part Mm -hmm. of a couple Mm -hmm. of a long time. Um, For us, you go first. I think for a couple, especially if you really are going in with the idea of, hey, we're not going to let this affect relationship negatively in the long run. This is just something we want to experience, whether or not it continues forever. Um, Just taking it slow. Because 
I mean, I would say start acting. Like, don't just talk about it. Try it out, but also take it slow. Don't just start dating like ten people all at once. But yeah, when you say take it slow, what is that? What is it you mean? Do Whatever you mean it like- means for you. Like maybe go on a date hmm. with one person and just see how it feels. Maybe see if you want to try to have a threesome with someone and just see how that feels. Like one experience and just and then talk about it. Communicate. Should we do it again? Do we want to try something else? Is it just definitely not for us? Any of those options are okay. As long as you talk about it, communicate your feelings, be honest. Mm -hmm. Like if Alec was like, you know what? I really want to have a threesome with a specific girl. And you're like, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. You know, just be honest. It's okay. Everyone's feelings are valid. And it's okay to just be monogamous. But I think also if you're curious about it, try it out. And also don't immediately jump into having multiple people you're fully dating because you do have to take those steps and just Mm -hmm. feel it out. But also be empathetic towards the people you are experiencing anything with Mm -hmm. other than your partner. To be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I may not be trying to have a relationship with you, but how are you feeling about this experience? Remember, you have couples privilege. You're still a person. Right, you're still a person. Yes, absolutely. Like there's still emotions and feelings involved on that end. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean your feelings don't matter anymore. Yeah. I don't know. That's my. I don't know if that was a vague answer. Or yeah, not. no, 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 that's all right. That's I true. would say, as a single person who dates in the poly space, I would probably appreciate if, like, either one of you, if you're dating separately or together, was upfront about being new. And like, I would say, I would want you guys to label yourselves as E and M or like open instead of poly. If yeah. you're not sure if you want mm. to date fully poly yet, yes, yeah. it's kind of disappointing to go like on a date. And you're mm-hmm. like expecting something else, and then they're like, oh, "I'm just here to get laid." I'm like, "Cool, right?" Uh, or, or if okay. you go on a couple dates and you start really liking the person, and then they're like, "I'm just here to get laid." I'm like, "Right, oh, okay, cool." And you're like, cool, "Shit, cool, well cool, now cool, I'm cool. emotionally invested." I am invested now, right? Damn it. Which is fine. Like a lot of poly people, like me included, even if I'm dating casually, we're like, "We'll go on dates and we'll like have sex," but like. I think it's clear, it's important to be upfront about like how serious your emotions will be. Mm-hmm. Not that you can always like gauge it. Like sometimes you might just like be like, "Oh wait, shit, I really like this person." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But if you're yeah. sure, if you're sure at the moment that like you're not incredibly like you don't know if you'll be mm-hmm. romantic seriously with other people besides your partner, be upfront about it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, too, if you really are just curious. It's easier to start with the physical. People say like, oh, I can't imagine, you know, having a relationship with other people, jealousy, whatever. But honestly, that's for a lot of people easier to deal with than emotionally bonding with other people. Mm. So start with the physical if you really want to know and see how it goes. That's how we started. And then after a while, if you're like, yeah, I can, this is, this makes sense for us. Then maybe, okay, let's see if we can add the emotional bond, the romantic side to it with other people. And also... If you're curious, there are dating apps. Obviously, you can get on whatever. Field is an app specifically for kinky and polyam people. Have you heard of that? F-E-E-L-D. Yep, F-E-E-L-D. The pool is not huge. It's not a super well-known app, which shout out to Field. Sponsors. Um, Please. Thank you, (laughs) Field, for your generous donations and deciding to sponsor this Enemies to love us. No, um, but Field is where I've met a lot of my partners that I've met on app because everyone on there, almost everyone on there has done the work. They know their polyam or they know their kinky or they know the language at least. Mm -hmm. And they're going into it with specific mindset of. Or they're open to like teaching you. Exactly. Because when I joined Field, I was brand brand fucking new. But I met, like, quite a few people when I matched with them. I was like, hey, like, I think I am poly. Like, yeah. I 
like have thought about extensively mm-hmm. but i haven't like actually tried dating in this space yet and like yeah. they were happy to answer a bunch of questions i would say also i mean i think a lot of people meet on the internet now but it's so much easier to meet organically in person mm. so if you can put yourself into spaces where there are poly people polyam people so there are poly groups atlanta specifically where we live there are so many there are poly groups there are events Huge you can go to polynesian population <laughs> in atlanta <laughs> Polyam. Um, there are a lot of people and also the kink world. Even if you're not into anything specifically kinky, a lot of people in the kink world are polyam mm. or ENM in some way. So if you just go to events, if you make a FetLife account, FetLife.com, it's like the social media Which, for kinky people. Apparently you already have one, so you I should do. use it. Yes, apparently I wanted to say thank you, FetLife, for your generous donations. <laughs> Go Facebook to events. Groups have yeah, because FetLife like has – it's kind of like groups. Facebook. Yeah, FetLife has events. They have groups. You can, like, see things that are happening locally. Just show up. Mm. Are there are also actual polyam groups on Facebook. Yes. If you can Facebook or FetLife? Both. Well, both. I saw yeah. an ad on my Facebook page for an ENM group today because my phone listens to everything mm-hmm. that I yes. say, and yep. I hate it don't like using facebook but um, is it because you're not 45 yes exactly and twice divorced yep but like they will list events and i'll just use them to like yeah gotcha find events and also just and, like, talking meet to people people in real life not necessarily yeah like i'll go to events that's not necessarily to be like i'm gonna get a partner out of this is more so like it's good to meet more people and then mm. they will yeah. introduce you to people exactly yeah making friends, friends and stuff like in that. that space and eventually some of those friends might turn to more or they might introduce you to someone that can turn more but also just being open about it. like with us i feel like we go into mainstream spaces and we're like fuck it we don't care we're poly we're bi and then even if we're not hitting on anyone other people might come up to us and be like hey you're super comfortable with this can i ask you questions mm-hmm. can i ask you out can I ask for advice whatever i got a question <laughs> you'd mentioned too though about like researching and like you'd mentioned something yeah. about books and you know for somebody who's maybe not ready to step into that space mm-hmm. like if somebody yeah. has a curiosity but doesn't mm-hmm. actually want to like physically act on it yeah um are there like books that you would recommend to people yeah so the ethical slut is like a very a seminal work yes <laughs> i would say so like yeah. it's, it typically ends, there are quite a few books. The, like beginner books. Also, if y'all want to borrow any, we have like at least ten polyamory books upstairs. <laughs> There's like I, you hear that? Anyone book. on this podcast? Anyone? Yeah, but no. Any there's, Polynesian people, we're learning about you. Polyam. There are so many books. There are podcasts. There, but honestly, also, Horns. even if you don't know for sure if you want to date other people or whatever, if you go to an event or a group meetup or whatever, people don't expect you to go with a specific purpose, right? There are people that show up because they're just curious. And, and that's totally okay too. For years until they do something. Like I had a comedy show at a kink dungeon recently that y'all went to. And what? Um, what? I don't know if you're you've kinky? ever been to a dungeon before, Barry. Um, but you probably noticed there were some people there that didn't know what the fuck was going on. They were just like, okay, I'm cool. Oh yeah, us included. (laughs) We were like, huh. I'm here to look around at what's going on and just learn. And that's okay, honestly. Mm -hmm. As long as you're upfront about being like new and you're not trying to be judgmental and weird about things, people are pretty like good about like answering questions. And we're we're also going to have a, we're working on a resource list of our favorite books and podcasts and just places we've learned about ENM and we'll probably make that 
that's that's the reason. <laughs> so <laughs> we, I mean, people. Honestly, the more you talk to actual people, people, that's the best resource. But if that's scary, and it, I totally understand if it is to actually go to events and talk to mm-hmm. people, reading books and just listening to YouTube videos, podcasts about this stuff. And really, if you're curious, just Google it. There's going to be stuff that pops up. There are articles. I will say the Polyphilia is good on Instagram. Yes. What Polyphilia? is? Polyphilia. Is this, um, gotcha. I think, Asian, Asian girl, girl, right, that runs the – She has a podcast. She has books out, like a bunch of stuff. I think she has books out. Um, and she talks about non-monogamy. Okay. Um, but there are a lot of Instagram accounts, too. Like, if you're big on Instagram or TikTok, whatever, there are accounts you can follow that post, like, daily with advice or educational mm. or whatever. It is Polyphilia. P H I L I A blog. Yeah. On Instagram. And whenever we have our resource list put together, we will link it in all of our podcast bio descriptions. So this is a follow Lily Kerrigan on Instagram. Oh, yeah. My ex. Oh, yeah. Um, Lily. Lily. saw her. Yes. Lily Kerrigan. uh, She has a YouTube channel. We'll link it down below. She's super smart, way smarter than me, way more eloquent with the words. And she shares a lot about polyamory and just educates. She's a lot more educational and less about personal experiences. And she talks more about the relationship escalator and types of polyamory and all that stuff. Gotcha. More in, in the theoretical sense of like the relationship psychologist, you know, researchers, sure. what yeah. they have to say about it. And right. That's thoughts. good. She comes from two therapist parents. So that's why uh, that's how she is. Okay. I am huge okay. on empirical data. So yes. that's really useful. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you're curious about that, follow her channel. What nice. what do you think would be like the ideal ratio between research and experience for someone who's new? Um, I feel like it's a good question. It is a good question. I think a lot of people, if you're truly curious about it, are scared to actually go to an event or meet people or go on a date or whatever. I think yes, do research, but I think do it. Just try and experience whatever that experience may be. Space ethicals, you can't be. Yeah, it. as no, long as just you're. Don't be a dick. Yeah, upfront with everyone, including, you know, your partner and everyone else. And it doesn't have to be like a sexual experience. It doesn't even have to be a date. You can just go to an event, yeah. talk to people, yeah. or just be open about the fact that, hey, I'm kind of open to learning about this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to label yourself anything. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it will people will come to you. Cool. There the polyamory world is it's small. <laughs> even in big cities, like if if people hear the word, they're like, Oh, hello. You wanna talk about this? I'm here. <laughs> Are there any like secret code phrases we should hear because i had found out that like the upside down pineapple is an indicator of swingers that's a swinger thing. oh yeah that's a so I think that's... is there like a poly thing where it's no. like oh you gotta like there's a poly flag <laughs> yeah that's there's a poly thing. flag i would say both swingers are a lot more like mainstream i would say even though okay. they're in the yeah. umbrella yeah mm-hmm. so i think for a lot of swingers it is kind of a shame thing where they're like mm-hmm. let's use code words poly and people don't give a fuck we're like you're trying like, to fuck and you're like <laughs> yeah cool we're just like poly am <laughs> nice what's up no I, shame i think like the fastest way to differentiate like code wise it's mostly like you won't hear someone who's polyam refer to someone that's a unicorn like right. that just does not happen i have never referred to anyone that's a unicorn unless i'm making fun of it someone that is or isn't poly so is polyam if they are poly they won't refer to someone as a unicorn right yeah. or yeah. they might be like disparagingly talking about yeah oh these hunters. people are looking for a unicorn yeah it's more like you talk about people like they're actual humans and not objects also <laughs> I will say, just a side note, how a lot of people start being polyam and how Mark and I started, we're just open, 
um, is if someone's bisexual. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Bisexual? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, just saying Subaru, potential Subaru owner. She doesn't Absolutely want a Subaru. Not a she Subaru. just wants another pickup truck. Oh my God. Potential truck driver. And it's no, no I, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, yeah. if you're going to go that route where you're like a girl and a guy or whatever and you want to hook up with the other gender, just keep in mind, don't try to downplay that relationship. Because I think that's something a lot of people do too. It's like, well, like we're a guy and a girl, but if the girl hooks up with a girl, that's not mm. serious. That's not cheating, right? Don't see it that way because that isn't fair to queer couples, right? Yeah. So just going into sense. it being like, hey, this is a full person. Yeah. This is a valid form of love mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't have the sense. end to that sense. Yeah, no, like, no, it's it okay. Sense. Like if 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 Marcella wanted to be, if hypothetically, Marcella was interested in experimenting with a woman, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it and be like, well, it's not real. You know right. what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. See, yeah. you need to just. It's almost like I'm, I'm an editor in some. <laughs> but way, it's also, but it's also being okay with the fact that like if I wanted to be in a relationship with a woman or experiment with a woman or another man. Exactly. Like, you know, they should would, be you, get, would you get upset about, you know what I mean? They should it's be like, equivalent. would you be like, oh, it's a woman, it's whatever. But exactly. if it was a guy, you'd be like, oh, wait a minute. You know I mean? So like, but that's, that's a guy. I think that right now, my main concern would be reassurance. Like I'm primary, right? Oh, I mean, but I feel like you have to be solid. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, especially I, if you're like, look, we're committed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We have a dog and, like, together. I feel like seven and, years in, you should know. Yeah, exactly. There but, should like, be fewer even questions about that. If you're in a monogamous relationship, yeah. like you'd mentioned before, it's not, nothing is a guarantee. Right. Even if you're married, nothing is a guarantee. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for sure. Any relationship is, is, isn't the divorce rate bumps. like 50%? Exactly. So Marriage right? in this economy? That was how Marcella first proposed to me. Was she was like, will you be tax, tax deductible. Will <laughs> <laughs> you be tax deductible with me? The romance was strong. Oh, man. So Did you say yes? No. <laughs> Did no. y'all learn anything new? Did anything surprise you from what we've told you? I did not know that you had sex outside of marriage. That's a Shocking. joke. Shocking. <laughs> Immoral. <laughs> Wow. I would hope that's... Yeah, that's... All of this was new to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just interesting to hear, you know? Yeah. A, a different perspective and just kind of where other people are at. It's good to learn and kind of open up yeah. where you are, regardless of whether or not it's something you want to participate in. Especially you know hearing I mean? it from, like, other people in real life, because sometimes it's so easy to get wrapped up in, like... Oh, this is not really that normal. And oh, then yeah. you meet them and they're like perfectly normal people who like pay their taxes and they're like chill 100%. and you're like, oh, like this is totally doable. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I, would. I don't have to do whatever stereotype I think that these yeah. people do. Yeah, but it's yeah. also like it. people live perfectly normal stereotypic lives right. and can still do things that like, mm-hmm. you know, push against that. Yeah, I mean, I like I know people that are married and are and... have kids and are polyam and have other partners. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. They make it work. Mm-hmm. And I they're think happy. there's a progressive thing that I've learned the the older I get, as the elder in the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is By that, what two years, three years? I don't even want to get into it. Um, but no, like normal is not a thing that exists. It really is yeah. not right. Yeah. Like 
normal for me is different from normal for someone else is different from normal for someone yeah. else. And then realizing Culture plays a huge part in that, that like I am not the center of the universe. Oh, yeah. And so accepting and appreciating and learning about other people's normals is only going to make me more rich and fulfilled in my understanding of normal for myself. Yep. And it right. gives me yep. new things to learn about myself. And I appreciate that. Yep. And so I had never heard the term fluid bonding. Mm. Um, and it reminds me of like, avatar where it's like <laughs> ah, but but you fluid bonded and it's special and like <laughs> that's kind of the vibe i get from honestly, it honestly that is correct and, <laughs> yeah even sitting here and like talking to you guys and you know your experiences and like the level of communication that you've been able to achieve with whatever partner you're with, even just personally, even like, each other, even exactly, Has even each other, even each other, even each other, especially with each other. It's like you know what I mean. Having those other experiences that were outside your realm of like normal, where you were at one point in life, like has helped significantly in this one area that's incredibly important in like every area of your life. You know what I mean? And like how you communicate is going to cross over into everything that you do. Yeah. And every relationship you have, whether it's mm -hmm. like a, a polyam thing or not, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I don't know. Do Ex you, experience is, is helpful. For yeah. sure. Do, Stepping do outside you think of your... we would be friends again if we did not become polyam? I don't know do if you, you ever would have reached out to me. skills would have improved without mm. becoming polyam? Maybe, but Ooh. I don't know if you would have reached out to me. Like would if you, you guys were to stop banging, would you still be friends? Yeah. 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 I mean, now we're business partners, so we have to be. <laughs> You're stuck. We literally started an LLC you for fluid this. bonded. Nice. We have fluid bonded. <laughs> yes. We have money bonded. We have fluid and money bonded. Oh, yeah. That's it's interesting. It's a whole new level. Different levels of intimacy and different areas of intimacy, and I hadn't considered it until really recently. It's like, oh, no, no, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Money is different from sex. It's different yeah. from emotions. It's different from where you stay. Yeah. Those are all being different things that like yeah. have all been wrapped up into the same thing. But that's your experience with it. Yeah. 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 And like mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily your experience because mm -hmm. like with money, things were different in, mm -hmm. in your house and they weren't mine. And like, yeah, yeah. it was just kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I grew up with a dead dad. <laughs> Was he distant? <laughs> why Why the way that you say it, does it sound like he was like stuffed and sitting in the corner? Like weekend, like you weekend at Bernie's like with Walmart your dad. Walmart greeter, but he was your dad just like over there. Like I grew up with him. Guys, I have a dad. Kind of... Okay, I promise. I promise. <laughs> there. Yeah. Say hi. Like you open up the closet and he's just there like holding keys. <laughs> No, but having having a single mom yeah. for most of my life, I really didn't see relationships up close. Mm. So I didn't have any uh, what's the word like any reference. Okay. So now being poly and stuff, it, I'm just like, yeah, this, this is this cool. Is but then I meet other people. Like Mark had a lot of preconceived notions, and a lot of other people you meet, they're like, oh, well, this is how my parents were. For me, I didn't really have a lot of preconceived notions. I was just like, I don't know, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My grandparents are in Russia. Like I, I didn't really see a lot of relationships up close in my family. It's kind of like in a much, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like doing psychedelics. You know, like, <laughs> what? No, all right. So you know how like, all right, there's a way that was explained to me about psychedelics, which was like when you go about your day-to-day, -day, you go about doing the same routine and stuff, you kind of like develop 
pathways in your yeah. brain that are automatic yep. and it's like walking through yep. snow right mm. and then when you do psychedelics it's like a fresh coat of snow and so you don't you're not necessarily stuck in these certain pathways mm. and sometimes when you interact with people that are new like have entirely different experiences and entirely different ways of looking at life and you interact with them it's kind of like a fresh coat of snow where you're like let me reevaluate things from my yeah. side of things yeah. and not necessarily be and with this new information you know and i, and I may sure. still choose the same route yeah you yeah. know but it's not going to be because i didn't know there was another way right. to go you know right. what i mean i think that's awesome yeah and it's not because you're like well people who don't live like me are morally the worst yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. yeah. That's like uh, a big thing I think that a lot of like monogamous couples who are on the relationship escalator don't realize. They get to like a certain point they're like, shit, I actually don't want to get married or mm -hmm. like I don't want children. Or, or I don't like, like living with a spouse. I don't I love want to live in yeah. with someone. And they like figure out that they're super incompatible in some way, mm -hmm. way down the line because they never stop to like intentionally think about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you're going to get on the relationship escalator or whatever, like feel free, have fun. But mm -hmm. like, are you doing it with intention? Mm -hmm. Like, do you, mm -hmm. have you really thought this through? Yeah. Or you're mm -hmm. just doing it because, oh, I always thought like I had to get married to a man. And like, that's what society has like, been telling me. Have kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've had so many friends and like, yeah people i've seen in the past like couple of years be like shit i don't want kids we should not get married or like mm -hmm. i don't think i'm religious anymore yeah and yeah. like people change their own relationships yeah. but like it's interesting too it's because interesting when you to talk to a lot of monogamous people about being polyam a lot of people take it they they get defensive they're like oh you're trying to tell me i have to be or you're trying to tell me it's wrong to be nope, monogamous. I'm not trying to convert to and, you, I promise <laughs> even when i'm not trying to you know come off that way so it's it's funny because People get defensive about, well, this is how I was raised and this is the right way. And if you say anything different, then I feel attacked. Kind of the same with queer people, right? People are yeah. like, oh, well, clutch their pearls, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's it's propaganda. And not to get too conspiracy theorist, but it's like, you know, it's like if you're taught to believe that the only real sandwich is a peanut butter and jelly, right? Mm -hmm. And someone else is like, oh, well, you know, I really enjoy ham and ham and cheese. You're like, why are you shitting on peanut butter and jelly? And it's like, you're not. You're just, yeah. and that's kind of like the way it is with exactly, a lot of stuff. Exactly, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm Polly, I love it. And they're like, why are you talking shit about monogamy? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. happy. And you're like, are you? <laughs> my life doesn't like, oh, suck. Yeah. Okay. I'm so fulfilled. I'm so fulfilled. And you're like, <laughs> like I'm okay, sure. Okay. I'm sure you are, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you are. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, Thank we you got some good stuff. Or test. Yes, thank you, yeah, no, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for being here for this the been, entire day, basically. No, this is Alex, been, uh, you have been the, the catalyst for a couple of new experiences now. This is our first ever polyamory podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's uh, ours too. Um, <laughs> ours. <laughs> yeah. And we I don't we'd never been to a kink club before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, next You're thing experiencing you, just, all the things. you just let so us know. We're gonna bring you back on in a year. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'll be like, so give us an update. So yeah, how's update? it going? Have you had a threesome yet? <laughs> Enemies to lovers. So thank you to our guests for being here for like twelve thousand hours because <laughs> we said we would. Difficulties. Yeah, we start. We said we'd start filming at ten a.m. I it is. A, I just heard a click. 4.30 for 12,000 hours. Multiple hours. Thank you to our it. producer. Podcast, Podcast God. God. Podcast God. Podcast God. Woo woo. 
Is there anything you guys would like to promote? This is your time to shine. Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me at Alec Jackson Comedy uh, on Instagram. Uh, yeah. If you were injured in a car accident and it was not your fault. <laughs> and it was not your fault. Yeah, it's important. Uh, you can reach me uh, <laughs> via email <laughs> at Trust Alec. He's great. A-L-E-C at A-K-Jackson-Law.com. I'm funny. If yeah. you did not catch that, you can DM us at Enemies to Lovers yes. podcast. Enemies to Lovers we'll podcast. Get, we'll pass it on. On yeah. Instagram. Uh, Marcel, you want to promote anything? Totally fine. If not, peace, love, and happiness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's funny. Alec and I met because we took a comedy class together. And now we're here. And yeah. So who knows what will be next? Yeah. Um, Shout out to everyone that is listening. listening. Thank you. Please leave a review on whatever you use to listen to podcasts and hit subscribe to join the community. And please leave us a note at our email, enemies to lovers at gmail.com or on our social media handles. The two is the number two. Yes. Not, not, the, not the word two. two just a two. Two, two. We, we did, did it. it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Are we going to do a celebratory white claw? We were enemies to lovers. As always, thank you, friends, for listening. Please leave a review on Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Here are some bloopers. Your reward for sticking around till the end. Enemies to lovers. So anal. <laughs> <laughs> If you had like a like a harness and like a and like a, a dildo, yeah, but we gotta film the actual episode. And if you had like, <laughs> we'll cut this out. Cut, cut. Polyamory podcast, mm-hmm. world renowned, world re- titties and drama. Yeah, you're the Joe titties. Rogan of polyamory. Yeah. Enemies well, to lovers. It's brought to you. Is brought by generous donations from people, by viewers Fed like life. you. You want to just do some ASMR in the background while you're... <laughs> Alec, drink your white claw. <laughs> okay. White claw. Damn it. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Enemies to lovers.